Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And go online to sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all great pre owned inventory, too. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The phone has been ringing off the hook today. Um, that's some, I have to admit, I had some fun, fascinating conversations today. I mean, fun. It was great to hear from, uh, from some people. Um, but this thing about how you can get call block. Uh, suits called eight times today. Boy, this thing works great. What? I'll just keep it to myself. <laughs> no, it's fun because I, because uh, this morning, I mean, gee, before I really got going today. Uh, Jack Ham called and we talked, I don't know, for about 45 minutes. And Sue Paterno called. It was like, okay, that was great. It was awesome to hear from her. I didn't talk to her in a little bit. Uh, then Mitch Gerber and I did something today for uh, the Penn State Network uh, on the upcoming season. We did that. Um, and then I got these eight calls here from, and it says they're all blocked. Same number. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You told me it wouldn't work. You I were did. Wrong. You're wrong. I was. <laughs> that I was. Right. Now you left messages. Uh, don't forget IndyCar on the Fourth of July. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> okay. We're going to hear from Dieter Kurtenbach today. We're going to go out to the West Coast. And we're going to hear from Dieter. We're going to talk about the NBA. I will admit, the door is open for cynicism in this in this conversation between the two of us. How about that? <laughs> uh, because I I am of the opinion, and I'm going to find out what he thinks. Twenty two is such an odd number to have for your return to play. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. As we talked about this yesterday, the NBA clearly had an agenda here is to keep as many stars possible as they could. And as I said yesterday, Steve, you need stars to run a league. I get it. But you don't have to go this far, and this is not the first time the NBA has tried to do something like that. Well, no, I and mean, we understand the concept. We've got the chief on Shikalimi broadcast. So, I mean, we... <laughs> <laughs> That's a positive spin on it. <laughs> I mean, you know, we understand the concept of what star power can mean. How can you lift something above what it is? And we put the chief on the broadcast. All right. 
And I can now see somebody in the back room just shaking his head. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, how does he come up with this stuff? And, yeah, you know, look, it's obvious what they're doing. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just saying that would you have 22 teams if New Orleans were in the number six spot right now? <laughs> exactly the point. And to me, that's a little bit of a problem. No, it's not. It's not. A, here's why it's not a problem. What's your job in terms of overall what your job is as a league? To get I, as many people, get, to get as many people as possible to watch your league. Yeah, but not when they're out of the playoffs. If they're out, they're out. If they're on a team that stinks, they're on a team that stinks. Well, they're not. They're while they're inventing a playoff scenario. Remember, the regular season wasn't over yet, and he he didn't start playing until later in the season too. Uh, so I don't blame them at all. That's why you know when people talk about the legitimacy of seasons and so forth. Guess what? I think just playing's enough. I mean, I think it's just playing. Uh, now look, if somebody goes out and hits 460 games, they're not going to be the first 400 hitter since Ted Williams, who had to do it over 160, uh, had to do it over 154 games. Okay, that's a little bit different. I think everybody knows that. I mean, the number of guys in their careers that had were hitting 400 uh, after game 60 is a little bit bigger number than people realize. Can he keep it up? No. <laughs> no, he can't. No. All right. So, I mean, a scenario like that isn't going to come up. I mean, that's not going to happen. Um, but in terms of the NHL inventing a 2014 deal, uh, Pittsburgh, by the way, and uh, and Columbus are out of the running to be hub cities, by the way. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, the furthest east any potential hub city is is Chicago. Now I'm expecting Las Vegas to get one, and I know that that there's six left. There's six left, and Vegas is one, and Vegas is considered to be the favorite, and they're going to do it in two spots. The other one that's really pushing hard is Edmonton, and at this time of the year, I'm told Edmonton's nice. <laughs> so. <laughs> As opposed to, let's make it a hub city in January. Oh, great. I've watched a couple of Grey Cups from Edmonton. Like, looks like they're playing on the moon. Uh, it's like, like holy mackerel. Um, this is before they obviously went to artificial turf. And uh, your job is to get people interested in what your product is. Well, for them... You're restarting the NBA on July 31st. You're trying to get people interested in what you're trying to do. Isn't he part of that interest, Zion Williamson? He would Isn't be. He? He, he would be correct. But at the same time, at, at this point, I still also want to see teams that are going to compete for the playoffs play. And the Pelicans, while if they're, quote, considered in the hunt mathematically – they were realistically not going to get there. As I mentioned yesterday, they're like four games back for the final spot in the Western Conference. There's only eight regular season games, so you basically have to win six of eight and get help. 
If you're in that spot, then I'm sorry. I, I'm just not. I don't care who you are. I'm really not that interested. I just I'm just interested in the teams that are in the mix for the playoffs. And if they have, and a lot of those teams in the NBA have those stars. There's plenty of them on both sides of this here. James Harden. Exactly. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. I mean, you name it. LeBron James, AD. Giannis, I mean, there's enough. There's enough names to go around for the NBA John Moran, right now. Zion like, Williamson, exactly. Well, <laughs> even even not including even not including those two. See, <clears throat> I just named four or five right off the bat. As far as I'm concerned, unless the Pelicans, unless the miracle happens where the Pelicans like went out and they get some help, I I just they're they're like another team for me there at at, at in this new format here. Look. They're just trying to get people interested in what's going on. I, you know, I thought actually, I thought the NHL would go straight to the playoffs. They did. I thought the NBA would do a little bit of the regular season, then play. They did. I mean, uh, and I thought baseball would, would start in the Fourth of July, but voila, did not. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, it's only going to start twenty uh, days later. I know. And start July 20, well, July 20, 23, 24 now, right. it looks like. 19, yeah. depending on if your team plays in the prime time slots. Yeah, so... Uh, and by the way, I think one of the keys for them, for baseball, and quick note on baseball, one of the keys for them to picking 60 games, I think would then allow them to win the grievance because they had proposed 48 and they gave them 12 more. See, see where I'm going here? Aha. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it gave you 12 more games. Grievance, gone. They, <laughs> I mean, essentially, Trevor Bauer, who certainly can kind of takes you on an interesting trip. It's like a it's like looking at Swan River and Cape Cod. It goes left, it goes right, it goes left, it goes right until <laughs> right until he gets to the ocean. Made an interesting point. He says, in other words, we gave up X amount of money, X amount of playoff money, X amount of this and X amount a lot of it was like a lot more money, especially with the playoffs. We gave all that up so we had the ability to file a grievance. <laughs> it's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Oh, well. Uh, I think I believe next week when you're gone, I think they might do the Big Ten football decade team. Oh, that'll be a good one. That'll be interesting. First team quarterback, J.T. Barrett. <laughs> telling you. Wouldn't it be surprising? <laughs> hey, Saquon should should be on the first team. Uh, McSorley will be somewhere. Yeah, probably not first team, but he'll be somewhere. Kasicki might make it. Allen Robinson could make it. Godwin might have a chance. Marty would have a chance. Um... Mike Hall could, maybe. We'll see. Carl Nassib? Carl Nassib might have a chance, believe it or not. Nassib had that phenomenal 
senior season. So he should be on that list. He should be a first teamer. Well, remember with the conference, you got two Boses, Joey and Nick. You got Chase Young. Right. And it's it's not like it's 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 not as cut and dried as you think. And of course, you got to make sure that at each position you have a Michigan guy. All right, so. <laughs> I'm telling you, Indiana basketball and Michigan football are the same deal. No, I think it's a tremendous comparison. Two legendary programs with the name across the front, and on any given night, or in football's case, any given Saturday, can beat anybody. Can beat anybody. The problem is they can't consistently do it. They both they both stumble along the way because they aren't what they used to be. They I mean, they aren't what they used to that that and that's the bottom line, and yet they're still thought of. Oh, you know, hey, Indiana hasn't been to a Final Four since what two thousand two, and they've only been to one since nineteen ninety two. I think they've only they haven't gone past the Sweet Sixteen. Michigan hasn't won a Big Ten title in sixteen years. In football, Michigan's been more successful in basketball than football. I mean, John Beeline's brought them to the national championship game a couple times. They've been more successful. But it's amazing how they hang on to this. That's why... I don't care if it was Taylor Battle or Lamar Stevens. I'm not advocating for both of them to be uh, as part of the 16, because they ended up, even though it was three teams, it was a tie for fifth on the third team. But, you know, you're not telling me not like one of those two couldn't have made it? You're not telling me in, the, in this decade there wasn't a player from Iowa that wasn't deserving? Maryland? Okay. Aaron Kraft. No offense. Good player. But, for example, DJ Newbill scored 1,800 points in three years at Penn State. Didn't play for good teams. So let's be straight. Didn't play for good teams. Okay, But you know when I watched him against Aaron Kraft? He torched him. He torched him. He torched him. And he torched him again. And you're telling me that's the better player? Uh, no. Sorry, I was a witness. <laughs> it's always difficult. But you notice on the panel, for example, they made sure there were no local announcers on the panel. And I don't blame them. I mean, that's that's perfectly fine. They don't, they don't need us to have our own personal prejudices in there. I mean, although I do vote for the all Big Ten teams in football and basketball, and I'll tell you the toughest part for me when I do vote is actually not in basketball, and for the most part not in football, but when it comes to voting for the offensive line guys, not the first team, I can usually do that, but the second and third teams, because you got to remember, I'm following the ball. And if I'm following the ball, I mean, that... 
Now, I'll talk about it, you know, in, in the middle of a play, a play-by-play, I'll say, and he gets a block from Gonzalez at the 40, is at the 45. I mean, that'll happen because it's in the open field. But I'm not looking at what guys are doing. Uh, and um, I'm not doing that at, at, you know, watching offensive line play when I'm, you know, doing play-by-play. So, that I mean, everything, I think every other position I'm pretty good at, no problem, no issue. I usually have to watch a little bit of video to watch a couple teams that maybe I didn't see during the course of the year. All right, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Can, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go online to sunburymotors.com. Mackenzie Hughes shot a 60 today at TPC Cromwell, 10 under par. He's the leader by three shots over Rory McIlroy, four better than Phil Mickelson. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15. And Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. You can check out the great line of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Awesome pre-owned inventory. All at sunburymotors.com. You can get the process going from the comfort of your own living room. I know already Matt is looking forward to Slushy Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Slushy Friday. Another good day for it. 85 and sunny tomorrow to start the weekend. So we got some, yeah. So we've got uh, some summer weather here. It's uh, oh, it's so crushing. There's no baseball right now. Oh, crushing. Be doing a series with Aberdeen right now. <laughs> I would be sitting in the ballpark. Beautiful night last night. Beautiful night tonight. I enjoyed every second of it. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's like gee whiz. Ah. Well. This. I'm thinking more long term with them than I'm short term, obviously. So, um, baseball, I guess they're going to have what wet rags out there. Oh, that's so I didn't that see. so that pitchers don't have to go to their mouth. So hmm. they're allowed to have a wet rag out there with them. And they can go from there. Uh, and for safety's sake, they're taking all trash cans out of the Astros dugout. Oh, that's a different story. Boom, boom. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> thought I thought I passed it along. Yeah, everybody feels safe and sound when they go to the ballpark. Yay, yay, yay. Well, they're trying to correct correct a mess. So. Uh, by the way, one new case here in Center County. It's the second straight day there's been one. So how have you been doing over there? We just had three new cases in Northumberland County today. That's it? 
That is it. We did have two new deaths yesterday. Okay. So um, we are at uh, nine total for the whole area. But other than that, we're doing all right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we've had, what, one today, one yesterday. It's really, except for one day where, you know, I think it was a, an accumulation of the weekend. Other than that, that's about what it's been here. It's been one, one, four, one. I mean, that's about what it's been here. Now, to the individuals that have it, I you know, and this is what we don't know. We don't know if somebody went to get tested and they didn't feel good. Thus, the problem would be symptomatic. Or if they just randomly got tested and it turned out that, you know, they decide, hey, I just want to see if I am or not. You don't know. That's one thing you don't know about these. You don't know about when it comes to testing what the reason was for the test. Um, But obviously the hot spots in the country have been Texas, Arizona, and Florida. They've been the hotspots. Now, others have seen some increases. But, for example, remember last week Alabama was considered to be a hotspot? Remember that? And now they've decreased. So, we'll see. And the numbers here in Pennsylvania have been pretty stable, which is an incredible thing. But we'll... uh, uh, obviously, we'll, everybody's going to keep a close eye on this. The, the Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and the Steelers has been canceled, as has the uh, as has the Hall of Fame ceremony itself. Somebody said, "Oh, that's the first time any NFL said to do anything." It's like, no offense, you don't need the Hall of Fame game. Hey, you probably need a preseason game, maybe two, and that's it. I mean, it's going to be as Leonardo DiCaprio said in the movie The Aviator on the life of Howard Hughes, it's the wave of the future. Uh, so, and there are going to be fewer preseason games. Well, might as well start now because there's really no need for them. You know, I'm not, I mean, no need for four, or in this case, the Steelers would have been playing five, five preseason games. All right, now listen to this, what Amazon is doing. Amazon is backing the new Seattle arena. And this is where the new NHL team will play. And the WNBA Seattle Storm will play there. But the company's name will not appear anywhere on the building. The arena is going to be called Climate Pledge Arena. Okay? And it's going to feature several green initiatives. All events will be zero waste. And this was inspired by singer Billie Eilish. And for those of you who are going to see the new Bond movie that comes out, well, it's supposed to be out in April, it's going to come out in November before Thanksgiving, No Time to Die. It's Billie Eilish that will sing the Bond theme this time. You are shocked I even know that. You're shocked I mentioned Billie Eilish. It's good work by you. Eilish 
planned her latest tour, and she asked every arena to eliminate as much single-waste plastic as possible. So this new Seattle arena, which Amazon's putting its name behind, is going to go zero-waste. Okay. At least 75% of the arena's food program will be sourced seasonally by local farmers and producers. Viable, unused food will be donated to community food programs. No offense, I like that idea. You know, I mean, local farmers and producers. Now, we have farmers market down here in State College all the time. I mean, fresh, great produce. Um, I know in, in Jack and Joanne Ham like to get as much fresh local produce as possible. We try to do the same thing here. It's great. The arena will have all electric operations. Hmm. Hmm. I believe that's carbon, though. Carbon emissions and sustainability performance of all events will be measured and publicly disclosed. I mean, let's face it, you really can't do it. (laughs) You can't go out and say, hey, look, let's get 500 hamsters and have them run on a wheel and, like, make sure the lights stay on. Can't do that. And then there's this one. So we've talked about all electric operations. Okay, so that's carbon emissions and sustainability performance. We've talked about the food part. We've talked about the zero waste part. Now here's this. The ice. The ice will be made from recaptured rainwater. There'll be a massive tank hidden underground next to the building that can collect rainwater from the roof. But the team is also figuring out a way for people in the community to bring in rainwater from their own backyards to use for the ice. You're in awe of this. Well, I just got this from... Our friend Mark Lawrence, he says, that's funny. Amazon has one of the highest carbon footprints of any company. They're not efficient or a friend to the planet. (laughs) But they're sponsoring Climate Pledge Arena, Mark. I, I am just here to report what they want to do with it. Recaptured rainwater. It's interesting because Pagula Ice Arena. Now, what the formula is, how they go about this, I don't know. But I've talked to Terry Pagula about this. And they do this in Buffalo. And Terry was telling me, he says, Steve, I'm telling you right now, he says, Sidney Crosby has said, I could play on your ice any day. It's the best ice in the league. And, okay, now this sounds like (laughs) it'll come out funny, but they do it in such a way where the ice is faster. You're saying it's ice. I know. Now, 
to Catrillo Ice is something he puts in his mixed drink. Uh, but these guys actually play on play on the surface. As long as it's there, I'm good. I don't care. But well, it doesn't kick. First of all, it doesn't kick up as much as much snow on it. Okay. Um, keeps that down. But recaptured rainwater, of which, by the way, Seattle has a lot. A massive hidden tank underground next to the building that can collect rainwater from the roof. But you, the fan, can bring in your own rainwater from home. Now, what if you want to just turn on the faucet and bring in a bucket of something? <laughs> and claim it's rainwater. Yeah, you got to be careful about that. I can tell you right now, I can see in between the two circles. That's the Anderson's faucet water. <laughs> from, from Kirkland. <laughs> What's going on here? They live in Olympia. You can tell there's a difference between Olympia water and Seattle water. <laughs> Good thing Marshawn well, Lynch is not there anymore. He would fill his with Skittles. Well, that you could tell right away. They're different colors of the rainbow uh, for Skittles. So, so Mark says Amazon is not a friend of the planet. Right? That is what he claims, yes. Climate Pledge Arena. This is the most complicated engineering feat ever, said Lewerke's last name. What's his first name here? Because Emily, Tim Lewerke, CEO of Oakview Group. And let's see. The building is under construction on the Seattle Center campus on the site of the former Key Arena which had been the home of these uh, Sonics. It's an 18,000-seat arena. In fact, 18-1 is the pro- uh, 18-1 will be the seating capacity for hockey. The building is estimated to cost $900 million. Now, like any arena, you have to keep this thing open as often as possible. So they're going to host 200 events each year, including concerts, the NHL, and WNBA games. Now, obviously, they'd somehow like to get the NBA back, too. They decide to restore the original 44 million pound roof. It was built at the time as a move to restore a historical artifact. But they say they wanted to reduce the embodied carbon in the building. They decided then to embrace the full green initiative, which obviously Lawrence has doubts. There have been some delays in construction but the building is expected to be open in time for Seattle's debut in 21-22. Tim Lewerke said, we still have some work to do until we know what date will work on this building. To some extent, it will be affected by the pandemic. We're on the pandemic's timeline. I don't know how to predict that yet. That said, we feel certain we're going to be fine with the NHL and we'll be able to do some of the WNBA season depending on what happens with them and their scheduling. So there you go. 75% 75% of the food's program, the, the arena's food program, will be sourced by season, seasonally by local farmers and producers. 
And what they don't use goes to uh, food banks, food programs. And zero waste. That means you can't bring little Luke to the building. You have to change his diaper, and I would say you'd have to bring it home. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That's all right. We've done that before. It's awful to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that is, uh, that's an interesting story. I mean, there are other, there are other buildings across the country that have gone green, for example. I mean, Medlerfield Lebrano Park's green. Now you have this. How about that? All right. Next half hour, Dieter Kurtenbach. We'll talk about the NBA in a bubble, not sponsored by Amazon, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Okay, the uh, new Texas Rangers ballpark, which has a retractable roof, and it gets hot down there. And Jack Ham and I have seen it because we were just there. Uh, and when you pull up to AT&T Stadium, it's over there on the left. When you get off the exit, you can see it. We're like, okay. He says, all right. Jack said, Chief, what do you think of that? I said, well, I said, the other ballpark, which is still up, is a gorgeous ballpark. It's gorgeous. Well, now fans are reacting to the outside of the Rangers ballpark. Now, I guess the inside's pretty spectacular the way they have it all set up. But they put out a picture and the some some say it looks like a gigantic Home Depot. Some say it looks like a Costco. Some say it looks like a Super Nintendo. Some say it looks like a gigantic trash can. <laughs> Have you heard what else it's been called? No. Someone says it looks like a coffin. Oh. Well, I well I've seen it. It's not like I haven't seen it. I mean, I saw it a couple different times. Yeah, Jack and I are looking at it like, uh, okay. It's just like it, like the other ballpark is is brick and it's beautiful and all, but again, it's oh, it's open air. That's the key. 
it's an open-air ballpark. Well, it gets to be 100 there. That's the issue. And because, because it's open air, okay, and, and hot, the air conditioning is going to make a big difference. But in terms of the aesthetics of it, where Jack and I were looking at it, we're like, he, he says, that's the new one? I said, yeah, that's the new one. I said, the old one. I said, it's on the other side there. And <laughs> the two of us looked at it and said, okay. Because, you know, all the new architecture, everything else that goes on with it. I mean, especially when you see AT&T Stadium. The outside, it's, it's really nice. On the inside, it's spectacular. And then you look at the Rangers ballpark, and it it does it does give you that, I don't know. It does give you that, like, Lowe's Home Depot feeling, like the, where the roof is, you just slide it back, you open it up, all of a sudden you look down and you can see the paint section. Uh, so... <laughs> Especially when you had a ballpark next to it that, again, you know, has open air, obviously. I understand. The air conditioning is a big, big part of this. But, you know, they did so, so, uh, show some pictures of the inside. The inside's really nice. But as somebody said that the artist rendition of the ballpark is way better than the park. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a good sign. And somebody put up a picture of a of a, a storage unit. And he said, a, "A new look at the Rangers' new stadium." <laughs> that's not good. Like I said, I've seen it. Oh, it's... And well, here's one. Here's the Texas Rangers new ballpark, and they put a sign, Al's Toy Barn. <laughs> uh... See, that's where you need. You need to go to Al's Toy Barn, because I don't think little Luke has enough toys. Not yet, at least. Well, you got to work on this.